Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your host, Christian investment advisor, financial planner, and coach, Bob Barber. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. As always, thank you so much for joining us, whether that's on video or listening to us on all the wonderful podcast directories. And you need to tell everybody we pray for the Lord's protection today. We we did. Just from, from the Realtor Mafia. That, that, no, just <laughs> <laughs> we love Realtors. They're great people. Do, yeah. I got some good friends that are Realtors. Yeah. We, went, we went to a real estate firm here in our office, so we're just playing. But today yeah. is going to be... Our rental homes a good investment for income. So okay, all right. And so what's let's, the conclusion? Let's the we, we want to tell everybody. Yeah, the short answer is no. No, it's not. not. <laughs> okay. So, but we're going to tell you why today, because I'm always getting the question, Sean. I bet I get this question nearly once a week oh, yeah. from someone that says, "What well, should I take my money out of a moderate?" balanced portfolio mm-hmm. and go buy a rental home because we're looking at some rental homes. Yeah. You know, and for, what's, for what's the income. What's that one thing that people always lead with too is they say, well, man, in this area, you know, I, I could rent rent it out for twenty five hundred a month or two thousand a month, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and they're looking at what they have on their home because maybe right. they already have a home right. in the area, but they've had it for a while, you know, and they're paying nine hundred a month. So they're doing the math like, well, that's that's pretty good. It's like, OK, but hold on. Yeah, of course, it computes. You think <laughs> about it. Um, so I, I did some research and about a four hundred thousand dollar home in our area. Mm-hmm. And, and just so you, all of you know, a lot of you I know are not in our area. Our area is between Austin and San Antonio. And I know yeah. it is a pretty hot real estate area, but. But a home that will rent for about two thousand a month, mm-hmm. and actually we're going to use maybe, an example. Maybe twenty one hundred. That's what. Yeah. That's the exact actual example mm-hmm. because I went and looked online. Yeah. You know, and what the homes in just in a certain area were, were mm-hmm. renting mm-hmm. for per month, and it was an average of twenty one hundred, yeah. and the average sales price was four thousand. I mean, not four. Four hundred thousand. Gotcha. Not four thousand. Okay. That'd be good. Yeah. Four hundred. Four hundred. So an average of four hundred thousand dollar rental home. Uh huh. And an average of about twenty one hundred per month for the gross rental income. So it sounds good, okay. right? Because you got you got twenty five thousand dollars that you could make on four hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. 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 You know, to multiply that out, I mean, that's that's more than a six percent return. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the initial start that looks pretty good. Okay. But so <laughs> what are the things that you're going to hit us with that we need to be aware of that you got to start deducting those? From that gross income. All right. So, and so I've asked Garrett, uh, who helps us with our recording, to put up on the screen here a worksheet. And if you want okay. a copy of this worksheet, give us a call, and we actually we'll just put a link to it. We'll put a well, link. Can in we the do de- that? Okay. Yeah, we'll put a link in the description. And if you're watching this on our website directly, it'll be on the page. Okay. So this is a really good reason why our podcast listeners need to watch the video. Yes. And By the you, way, like our like us on on the YouTube. We need likes. Yeah. So. And subscribe, all the good things. Comment. Yeah, all the good things. <laughs> all right. So what we did was um, I took the annual gross revenue, and this is in our own town, but I think it's very typical of the Central Texas region yeah. as well. Yeah. $25,200. So that, that's your gross per year. But okay. then you need to subtract from that, and that's what's going to get our yield actually below 3%. Okay. All okay. right. So the expenses that need to be subtracted are, are one, you got to think about average maintenance costs on right. an annual basis. Okay. And I, I put $2,500 in here hmm. as, you know, I'm taking about 10% of the rent. Now, 
that may not happen every single year. Right. But when you have that deductible on the roof because we have a hailstorm come through. Yep, yep. Or you Which have, for us, when we were as the time recording this, it was earlier this year. There's a hailstorm this area, and there's a lot of people ahead of you. Well, there's repair. a lot of hailstorms in mm -hmm. in, a, in the springtime in this area. Um, another thing would be a lot of air conditioners were breaking this summer yep. because we had such a, a hot summer. <clears throat> well, you know that reminds me too of like painting. You know that sometimes right. you have to repaint. I know even for this building that we're we have here, mm -hmm. that you know our office building. We had to repaint, and you know, obviously, for a larger office building, it's going to be a little more expensive than right. the average rental home. But that can get expensive. It, it can. So, so while you may not have that twenty five hundred dollars every year, you think of it. Well, every four years, there may be a ten thousand dollar event. Right. Or every three years, there may be a seventy five hundred dollar event. So it's going to average. So you're kind out. of budgeting for that. Right. That you, you may not have seen that come out of the checking account this year, but it's more of you need to earmark that each year to make sure that when something comes up, whether it's four years or six years or whatever it is, that you have it available and you're not kind of holding the bag. <laughs> and that's going to directly affect your yield because right. that's coming off of the $25,200 mm -hmm. per year. So you have to subtract that. Okay. The second thing I have in there, I think that is smart for everyone to have is they need liability coverage. Right. They need yeah. to have an umbrella policy that goes over that. Not only that, I believe it's very important if you own rental homes that you need to have each rental home in a limited partnership. Not one limited partnership that owns multi, that, that owns a lot of right. homes, but each individual home needs to be an individual limited partnership. The reason I say that is because if there were to be a slip and fall or somebody were to hurt right. themselves, they can't get a hold of, if you had three rental homes, they couldn't get a hold of gotcha. all three of them, okay? So it's very uh, important that you break that liability up per, per home, all right? So I've got an average cost in there of just a couple hundred dollars. I think that's very, very reasonable. Here's the big one, especially in Texas, and I think a lot of Californians that are moving here are being surprised. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that our property taxes are so high here. Mm -hmm. We may not have an income tax in the state of Texas, but they make it up on the property taxes. Yeah. So you you got to figure about $2, right at $2 uh, per, I think it's per thousand. And right. so it computes out here on a $400,000 house at around Seventy-five hundred to eight thousand dollars per year. Mm. That comes directly out of that twenty-five thousand two hundred right. again. Right. Because uh, try not paying your property taxes and see how long you keep that rental home. <laughs> try not paying and, it even on your and, own home. Yeah. And that's uh, what, to clarify, say, don't do that. Make sure you pay the taxes. <laughs> that's why I say you never really own your home in Texas. I mean, yeah. or, or some of the other states. That you have just pay off the primary loan at some point, and, 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 and then, then you pay your minimum rent from from the government. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So that has to come out of there. Okay. Then we have the annual cost of property and casualty insurance. I've verified this with a few sources. It's going to be about eighteen hundred dollars a mm -hmm. year. Okay. Then we have what's called annual loss of rental income. Now, somebody says, "Well, wait a second. What if I have a?" a year lease or a two-year lease. Well, yeah, you don't have to figure that in there, but every year or two, you are going to have a renter to leave and a, and a, and a yeah. renter come on. And during that time, you're gonna to have to go in, maybe do some painting, some fixing up, and that you might lose as much as one to two months of rent during that point. Right, right. So you've got to figure that into the, to the equation. 
Yeah, and again, that's kind of one of that's one of those where it's not so much that you lost twenty one hundred that year. It's more so of okay, let's say you did have a, a tenant who was at a, on a twenty four month lease, right? And then they decide to move somewhere else. You know, right. maybe they decide they're going to buy a home, now. right? Well, either way, you've lost that tenant after that twenty four months. So budgeting for that, you know, earmarking that twenty one hundred a month in this case is good. So when you take two or three months to get that new tenant. You've, you've and you may sure not, you may it. get one in a month, but still yeah. you're going to have a month lag time. Yeah. I guarantee you're going to have at least a month lag time yeah. between usually when a tenant comes out, you got to go in and clean up. Yep. You might want to do a paint job, you know, spruce it up again yeah. for, for, the, for the next tenant. Annual marketing costs, that's not a lot. You know, I put just a couple hundred dollars in there. Yeah. Um, but if, if a property manager were to bring you a tenant, they may charge a commission right. to do that. But I also have in here um, the cost of a property manager, and I talked to a, a well-known realtor here in town, and he said about six to ten percent a year. Ten percent if you just have one home, it can go down if multiple homes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you All have right. multiple rental properties, it, it could be a little less expensive. But then somebody going to say, well, I'm I'm not going to hire a property manager. I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. Correct. You still got to think about what your time is worth. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 going to spend at least a couple hours every month, maybe collecting the rent, checking on the renters. Uh, yeah. You know, especially if you have to go over and fix a dishwasher or something like that. So you've got to figure that in at a couple hundred dollars a month. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So now, that's total. You have that at about twenty five hundred. That's for the correct. Year. Okay. Now you notice on my chart here what I what I did was um, I did put an annual cost of mortgage. That's if you were to finance it, but it, but in this case I don't have. Um, financing this home at all. Yeah, so this okay. is a, this is assuming your best case scenario where maybe you had cash and could buy the home outright. Yeah. And not, not having the mortgage. So obviously all these numbers that we're looking at, if you also have to add in the cost of the mortgage. You're going to be negative cash flow. You're going to be negative. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be negative cash flowing every yeah. single year. Now remember, we're talking about is, are rental homes a good? Are they good for income? Right. Okay. Are they a good investment for in generating income? I'm not. A, I'm not including appreciation in this, and, and especially right now because things are so overvalued. Right. Okay. Right. But but normal appreciation on real estate. If you get back to the norm. Right. Not so. What, not the last not, couple years. <laughs> no. But what we've the norm for the last eighty years is going to be three or four percent a year. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So, but but just as far as just yield and income. When you total all of this up, we're at sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars. That has to come away from the twenty-five thousand yeah. two hundred. So we're left with eighty-four hundred as our net profit as after a, expenses. That's right. Or the earmarked expenses. Right. That's yeah. correct. Okay. Those expenses are going to be there. All of these expenses are going to eventually be there. This is going yeah. to be. I, I feel very confident about this. And one of the reasons is, is you know, I came from a family, a dad that was in the business for forty-five years. He owned yeah. a lot of rental homes. Yeah. And I never could. I never could figure it out why. When you built homes too. Yeah. So I mean, you you back, back in the eighties, I did. You've been involved in in various aspects of that. So I, I have a family that was from the from the building business and real estate business. So the bottom line is, is your yield comes out in this case scenario on a three hundred seventy five to four hundred thousand dollar home. Mm -hmm. And by the way, this area I looked in, that was the low. 
there were some homes that were 450 to right, 500. Right. So I'm really being conservative on these numbers. Okay. That annual yield came out to be 2.1 to 2.24%. That's mm. if you do not have a mortgage on, on the property. Gotcha. Okay. And Bob, really, I guess for those watching or listening, that 2.1 to 2.4, you would be basing that on you know, okay, you're going to have this property for at least say four years, maybe four, right. maybe five years. Right. And so it's kind of like what that ends up averaging. So like if you were lucky <clears throat> and you had a tenant that you got in there real quick and you had them for 24 months and you didn't have anything break, you didn't have to repaint, you know, there, there's a lot of things that could go your way where that yield could be a little higher in the first couple of years. It could be. But if you're, if you've got it for four to five years, which is really what you should be looking at anyway, right. it's not a one to two year time period then you're probably going to end up averaging in that 2.1 to 2.4 if you don't have a mortgage. <laughs> now, Sean, I look at that and I think about this and you've, you've, you see what I've got there on the bottom of, the, of my mm. worksheet. That's one home, one location, one renter. You've yeah. got a, very much you're lacking diversification. You have yeah. liability. You're responsible for the taxes, insurance, maintenance, like a leaky roof. you got the broken water heater that happens in the middle of the uh -huh. night or, or, you know, the broken pipe, the cracked foundation, that's a possibility. And I'm telling you, Sean, the list goes on and on. All, all the fun I, things of homeownership, right? <laughs> I cannot figure out why anybody would want to do this because you, you can buy a good balanced mutual fund that's a dividend paying fund and get that in dividends and have yeah. the diversifications and you still have the possibility of appreciation. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, here I know you say there's the yield, but what about appreciation? You have the same thing in a, a good balanced portfolio that's going to yield the same thing. Why? Yeah. Why but would you not? The added benefit though is when you're in a, a balanced portfolio is that it's a liquid investment. It's, 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 it's you, not, it is. That's true. <laughs> it's very liquid. You don't, you don't have to put it on the market. You don't have to pay yeah. real estate commissions. You don't have to pay all the title fees yeah. just to get rid of the thing right. and run you seven to 10%. Right. So mm. you have to, you have to make up for, for all that. And so I it sounds like the, again, as we said at the beginning, the answer to the question that is buying a rental home as an investment good for generating income? The answer is no. It's not. I'm sorry to tell you, even, but it's even not. in the best circumstance, it's really not. Based on, and I can I can back this up. It's based on history. I got the worksheet right here. Like I said, you're going to put a, a, a down link where they can just yep yep pop on that. So Good we deal. should be able to have it on the on the podcast episodes as well. So if you are listening, uh, whether it's on your phone, you're on the computer, uh, you should be able to click on the episode and, and click that link from there. So, so now, anytime this phone call we get once a week. Yeah. We, we made the one we'll on just, gold. We'll just now we have this podcast, one on right? real yeah. home. Yeah, they, they're like, what is a good investment? Okay, we'll tell you. <laughs> um, thank you for listening today. If you would like good financial advice that's based on a fiduciary. Advisor? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Based on a fiduciary advisor where it's it's about you. We're, we're not going to put you in anything commission-based. So you're the one that pays us and we, we don't have any conflict of interest here, right. okay? Yep. So give us a call at 830-609-6986 during business hours, or you can text that number as well during business hours, or visit us on our website at Christian Financial Advisors, just like it's written right here, .com. Thank you again for joining us. God bless, and until next time. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.